Coming up on Philosophy Talk, philosophy through humor. Secretary, doctor, there's an invisible man in the waiting room. Doctor, tell him I can't see him. Forget your troubles and just get happy. You better chase all your cares away. Two cows Sing are standing in the pasture. One turns to the other and says, although pi is usually abbreviated to five numbers, it actually goes on to infinity. The second cow turns to the first and says, moo. Shout hallelujah, come on, get happy. We're going to the promised land. Salesman, ma'am, this vacuum cleaner will cut your work in half. Customer, terrific, give me two of them. It's Passover and a Jewish guy is eating his lunch in the park. A blind man sits down next to him, so the Jewish guy offers him some of his lunch, a piece of matzah. The blind man takes it, fingers it for a moment and says, who writes this crap? Forget your troubles and just get happy. Philosophy through humor, coming up after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of Oregon Public Broadcasting in Portland. Continuing conversations that begin on Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. Today our topic is philosophy through humor. Joining us soon will be the authors of a new book, Plato and a Platypus Walk Into a Bar. Now, the premise of this book, John, is that there's a strong connection between philosophy and humor. They say, in fact, that the, a philosophical concept has a works its payoff in exactly the same way that a joke achieves its payoff. Well, what do you think about that initially? Well, I'm not sure what I think about it, but I know what I hope about it. I hope that it's right, because my experience is Every quarter, at the end of the quarter, I collect the student evaluations, and I'm praying that they're going to say, this guy is so bright, this guy is so brilliant, this guy knows philosophy so well, he is so illuminating. And what they always say is, he's pretty funny. Yeah. So so if I could convince myself that humor and philosophy are pretty much the same thing, then I could say, well, I'm doing my job. What more do they want? Well, you are very funny, John. But now, do you think they're laughing at you, laughing at your jokes, or they're laughing because philosophy just makes them laugh? I mean, what, what do you think? Well, probably some combination, but it's partly the latter. It's partly philosophy. Take the philosophical problem of other minds. How do we know that other people have minds when we can just observe their behavior? Now, when you explain that to freshmen for the first time and you give them an example, how do you know your roommate has a mind? How do you know your mother has a mind? How do you know your sixth grade teacher has a mind? They often laugh. They think the whole idea of thinking about that, of worrying about that, of coming up with reasons for it is just kind of Funny. Well, that's they, that's like they can't. They don't think we could possibly be serious or something. Or take Zeno's paradox. It's the same kind of thing. You tell somebody, oh, look, you're gonna walk across the room, but you before you walk all the way across, you have to walk halfway across, and that's gonna take some time. Before you have to walk halfway across, you have to walk halfway to halfway across, and that's gonna take some time. And before you walk halfway to halfway across, you gotta walk halfway to halfway halfway across. And wait a minute, there's an infinite number of steps. You're never gonna do it in a finite time. You know, maybe th is that serious? Well, it's pretty funny. Some philosophy problems are sort of funny. We'll, we'll grant that. But how about the other way? Are there some jokes that are kind of intrinsically or deeply philosophical? Well, try this one. Why is an elephant big, gray, and wrinkled? I give up, Ken. Why? Well, John, if he was small, white, and round, he'd be an aspirin. Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> A real thigh slapper, Ken. Uh, that joke is funny. Let's let's grant that. And uh, why is it funny? Well, uh, here's my theory. It, 
it's funny because it offers one sort of explanation for why elephants are the way they are when we expected another. You expect to be told why elephant lives, why elephant evolution, uh, what it is about elephant DNA makes them big and wrinkled, and instead you're told something really about words, that elephant stands for the big wrinkly things and aspirin for the small white round pills. You know, I'm just, I'm at John, you know, I think you've, you're onto something. See, here's the, here's a similarity, at least one, between jokes and hum, uh, philosophy. You start out with some obvious premises in a philosophy argument, and you end up with some startling, surprising conclusion that you would have never thought of. Same way with the joke. You start out with some obvious starting point, right? Elephants are big, gray, and, and round, and you end up with this surprising conclusion. It's, it's, it's very, very similar. Well, I guess so. Surprising conclusions one way or another. At least there do seem to be a lot of connections between philosophy and humor. They both encourage you to step back, consider some of your preconceptions, and maybe be a little lighthearted about it. You know, our roving philosophical reporter, Zoe Corneli, tried her hand at connecting philosophy and humor. She files this report. I took a close look at the world of comedy, trying to find any trace of something philosophical. To my surprise, philosophy started popping up everywhere. Back in 1956, comedian Eddie Lawrence made a hit with his character The Old Philosopher. The immensely popular routine was followed by a sequel aptly titled The New Philosopher. Hey there, cousin. You say you got shot in a duel over an ugly woman? And your oldest boy wants to be a jockey, and he's 36 and, and weighs over 200 pounds, and your stretch socks are disappearing into your shoes, and you just sat on your eyeglasses and got off at the wrong stop, and all your dimes and tokens have been falling out of a hole in your change pocket, <laughs> and you just bit your tongue, and your wife ain't come home from the movies yet? Does that seem to upset you, old-timer? Come to think of it, the old philosopher isn't really all that philosophical. Okay, so we're still looking for philosophy in humor. Next, I turned to Woody Allen. He sounded promising, having almost majored in metaphysics, or so he claims. I was thrown out of NYU my freshman year for cheating on my metaphysics final. You know, I looked within the soul of the boy sitting next to me. Upon deeper exploration, I found Alan's humor reflects a clear philosophical bent. What would Socrates say? All those Greeks were homosexuals. A. Socrates is a man. B. All men are mortal. C. All men are Socrates. That means all men are homosexuals. Amid Woody Allen's usual body humor, you can find deep speculations on the nature of fate and the human condition. If it turns out that there is a God, I don't think that he's evil. I think that, that the worst you can say about him is that basically he's an underachiever. Now I'm on a roll. Why stop with Woody Allen? If you pay attention, you realize lots of popular comedy routines are basically philosophy lessons in disguise. Take Monty Python, for example. Hello, I wish to register a complaint. The classic dead parrot sketch contemplates our very understanding of life and death. No, no, it's not dead, it's resting. Resting? Yeah. Remarkable bird, the Norwegian blue. Beautiful plumage, isn't it? The plumage don't enter into it. It's stone dead. No, no, it's resting. <laughs> All right, then. If it's resting, I'll wake it up. Hello, Polly! <laughs> 
Now that's what I call a dead parrot. So comedians can be philosophers, but how about the other way around? You know, it's one thing about intellectuals. They prove that you can be absolutely brilliant and have no idea what's going on. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Zoe Corneli. <laughs> Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.